You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos! Hi, Joe. How are you, sir? I- I'm alive and well. Oh, geez, it's a beautiful rainy Monday. It is rainy out is there. Is this the first sure. Monday of fall? I think this qualifies yes, as the is. first Monday yes, of fall, and yes. it looks absolutely appalling out there. It's, uh, yeah, some downpours recently. Anyway, Mr. Mike, guess what? We have the Morrow County, um, Histo- not Historical Society, not at all the Historical Society. The OSU Extension Office of Morrow County will be hosting a horticulture swap tomorrow, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh it's going to be, actually it looks like a pretty cool event if you have uh, any magazines or uh, anything like that that you want to share. You can share some plants, house plants, anything that you can bring. Um, it's going to be a pretty good time. Join their Master Gardener volunteers. So remember we talked about that project earlier on. They had to have so many years or so many hours to have um, Master Gardener certification for the year. Oh, this yes. This is part of, that, okay. part of that project. That's coming up tomorrow or Today, as many of you will hear it, tonight at 6. Saturday, this Saturday, the October pop-up shops, the Village Gathering Place, downtown Mount Gilead, and Flannel Fest. Flannel Fest. Jamie Brucker Fest. Yep, perfect. So uh, it's higher. And it's going to be cool, I believe. So it's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I know Jamie Zeger is going to be face-painting. Uh, for that, there will be, I believe, some pumpkins and uh, some pretty cool stuff coming up. That is this Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, there'll be shops opening up. I'm sure there'll be some sidewalk sales and fun stuff as well. Also, this Saturday at 10 a.m. is the Goodman Stock Farms is hosting their Fall on the Farm, their opening weekend. It's every weekend in October, starting at 10 a.m., running to 6 p.m. on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, it'll be 12 to 5 Admission is ten dollars per person. Kids under two are free. It's at I, five, six. Eight, I, I did that four. once. You did. I fell on a farm. Did you? Yes. On what? <laughs> on a farm. In what? <laughs> well, How we won't go there. It didn't smell very good. All right. It's at uh, five six eight four Township Road one twenty one. Sorry, the uh, <laughs> wow, that was just a little rough to read there, even with the glasses on. Uh, so that'll be a good time there, Goodman Stock Farms. Then have a Harvest Happening craft show down at the fairgrounds in Mount Gilead. will be Saturday, October 8th and 9th, running from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's going to be live entertainment on the small stage. Uh, Dustin Hamilton and Liz Spaulding are in charge of putting this on. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good time. They've got the Academy of... Um, Academy of Rising Stars out of Cardington. They're going to be performing. Uh, they'll be face painting, hay rides, raffles, uh, photos, all kinds of good stuff, fun stuff. Over 114 vendors so far as of the last time I saw the the actual paper copy. So I'm sure it's changed since then. Uh, the Mar County Park District is doing their fall park tour on Saturday, October 22nd at 10 a.m. And if you wanted to attend that, you need to be at the Souter, Souter, S-A-U-T-T-E-R, Memorial Park. Not sure where that's at, but it's on. 
It's at uh, 8946 County Road 46, and then you travel on to Gleason Nature Preserve at 3095 State Route 314 with that store start that tour starting at 1230. Or you can go to Sheedy Sanctuary. That's at uh, 189 County Road 204. Then on to Fishburn Reserve at 3791 County Road 172, and that tour starts at 2 p.m. So it looks like you have two different options. And then they're also, um, both of these tours will end at Flying Squirrel Preserve, and that's at 7130 County Road 121 Fredericktown. Don't let that Fredericktown fool you. It's in Morrow County. Uh, flying At the Flying Squirrel Preserve, we'll have a chili cook-off and then hot dogs and drinks, some games and trail walks. Chili needs to be in place by 445 if you're entering the chili cook-off as the taste testing starts at 5. See separate event for more details, and you can find this on our page. And, uh, wow, so that that looks like that's going to be a that's going to be a full day event, I think. And uh, I would like to volunteer Mike uh, and his heartburn for all of the testing of the chili. No? Nothing? Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, Fall Family Fun Day, hosted by our friends down at Groovy Plants Ranch, this Saturday, October 1st, at 9 a.m. in Marengo. Let's see here. Oh, the Apple Butter Festival. We talked about this one already yeah, a little we did, bit. but... So the Apple Butter Festival, the 45th Annual Apple Butter, Apple, Apple Butter Festival is at the Lutheran Memorial Camp there on 61, just south of Fulton. Starts Sunday, October 9th at 11 a.m. And then the last thing I have on my list, Mike, is the car show slash trunk or treat. And that's going to be at 3700 County Road 168. I'm not sure what that building is but it's a car show uh it's a fundraiser to raise money for our dance company to cover competitions uh oh it's for the academy of rising stars okay i have to read a little bit further there you go uh the academy of rising stars uh will have this uh show um oh i know where that's at that's actually looks like it's actually just over there it's the new what we consider the new cardington um, elementary school that they built that they ended up moving the kids out of, and that's right. where like M, uh, MCAT is, and uh, just down by the soccer fields there in Cardington. Right. That's where this is. Um, that's all I have, Mike. What do you have? Well, I've got one here. Um, Marengo, the same day as the Flannel Fest, will be having their fall festival Saturday, October 1st, from 3 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Main Street in Marengo. Uh, says to join us for an evening of local vendors, live music, games, activities, hayrides, fun, and food. So uh, they saved the best for last there, the food. So if you want to know more information about that, you can visit their website at MaringoMyHome.com or you can email them at MaringoMyHomeInfo at gmail.com. And, Joey, I think that's all that I had today. We have one more event that I want to cover, but I, we need help to do this. So, Mike, why don't you um, introduce our guest today? Oh, most certainly. He's been sitting over there patiently. Chomping um, at the bit. <laughs> uh, in the near future, the new Cardington Cafe will be opening, and one of the owners is with us, Alex Stansberry. Alex, good to have you here. 
Thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, your menu. We're going to talk about, I think you have an approximate date of opening. You're not quite there yes. yet. Um, so let's, um, uh, let's, let's talk about the uh, Carnington Cafe. Okay. <laughs> we'll turn it over to you. Sounds and if we great. get questions, we'll ask you. Okay. Um, well, I took over the what was the Cardington Market uh, back in June, and uh, it's always been a dream of mine to own a business. And I, when we moved, my husband and I moved into Cardington in 2019, I, I said, this is the perfect town, except it needs a coffee shop. So... That's every where town that, needs a coffee shop. Every town needs a coffee shop. A good shop. coffee shop. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And we are coffee connoisseurs in our house, so we will drive out of our way to try every single coffee shop we can. And um, this just sort of, this opportunity sort of fell into my lap, and I took it and ran with it. So um, I wanted to create a community space that everybody could enjoy with all of the different elements that were needed for our little tiny town. So okay, so sounds like there were grounds for a new business there. Oh, yes, jeez, <laughs> it's too early in the podcast for puns. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about. Well, first of all, uh, Cardington Market was a, a very good uh, Lynn had very good food there uh, but there was kind of a limitation on uh, people dining in I believe that's going to change with your ownership absolutely we wanted to incorporate a dine-in establishment where you could have a sit-down meal within Cardington because there are a lot of different food options within the town but we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity for people to just be able to relax in their the little village that it is. So nice. Now you're going to have um, a rather uh, extensive menu. It sounds like starting with breakfast, lunch, and then dinner as well. Why don't we talk about some things that will be on, on the menu? Yes, absolutely. So the menu is constantly evolving because it started with the idea of, or the concept of a coffee shop. And then the food was going to be secondary. And then it sort of transitioned into a restaurant that happens to have a coffee shop inside of it. Um, For breakfast items, we're starting on the light lighter side where we're going to have a lot of grab and go options where it's a parfait or um, breakfast burrito, a breakfast sandwich, things like that. And then for lunch, we'll have salads and wraps and overstuffed sandwiches. Uh, There's a Cuban, a Reuben, meatball sub, pulled pork sandwich. And then for dinner options, we have chicken Parmesan, uh, pulled pork, uh, loaded tots, um, spaghetti and meatballs, uh, glazed chicken. All, we're trying to hit all of our bases, but we also didn't want to overstep and uh, negatively affect the restaurants that were already there. Certainly. So we wanted to make sure we had alternative options. You um, have caught my attention, sir. <laughs> It's it's an extensive menu, but I wanted it to be easy for my staff to be able to give the best product that we could. And uh, we are also going to add gluten-free, uh, vegetarian, uh, paleo. So it'll have a menu, but then it'll have menu option B for anybody that's looking for something that is a healthier option or to uh, concerned, somebody that's concerned about their allergies or things like that. 
Nice. What about, uh, have you set your hours yet? Yes. So as of right now, just to get the doors open, um, we will be open Monday and Tuesday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be 6.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday, 7.30 to 8 p.m. And then we will be closed on Sunday. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this is something, I, I know that there are other eateries in, in Cardington. This will be definitely a, uh, a welcome addition to what's already there. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add? Sure. Uh, well, with our food menu, we also have a complete uh, coffee menu as, as well, where you can get uh, drip coffee with or specialty coffee, espresso coffee. We'll have iced, hot, and frozen um, herbal teas, iced teas, uh, refreshers. So we're really trying to hit all of our bases just to make sure everybody has something that they can enjoy. Nice. Okay. I'm impressed. Oh. Kudos. This is going to be wonderful. Kudos. Uh, I am. Uh, I, okay, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I had a fanfare because you, you deserve some fanfare there. Yeah, this too. sounds awesome. Well, and then to add on to even that, we are still going to add uh, just a hint of that retail piece because um, the Cardington market definitely had some key items that everybody is still looking for ever since it closed. So we will definitely still have Riverside ice cream. We will have a cooler with deli sliced deli meats and uh, grab and go and take and bake options for lunches and dinners as well. You've got to have that. I mean, so there's no, there's no grocery store in Cardington now. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have something. Cause I know I live just like five, six miles out of town. Mm -hmm. It's, it feels like forever to go to Kroger. It, it is. Know? It really is. I don't even remember the last time I went to Kroger just because it's such a trip and it's only about 10 miles. But, um, and I know for a fact, like I, I'm trying to reach the demographic that is Cardington. And I know that with the highway being so close, a lot of people jump on the highway to go to work, <laughs> yep. whether North or South. Mm -hmm. So I want to make, Hey, you don't want, don't have time to pack a lunch. Let's grab a salad. You want your morning coffee? You don't have to leave town to get it. Anymore. I'm going to stop in. I, on my way to work a couple times a month, I, uh, I drive right through there. So oh, I perfect. Will, I mean, if the winery was open, I would stop and get it to go. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and then also with that, since we don't have just where we're located, we couldn't add a drive through, which was a was which was going to be detrimental. But uh, I've gotten approval from the village that we can have curbside pickup, so you can order online and pick up your coffee without even getting out of your oh, car. Wow! Wow! What a service in Cardington. We're, That's we're awesome. Trying. <laughs> Mike, he said you can order online. There's a lot of new restaurants um, that don't have that capability. Right. Um, and, you know, I think, so I look at Pirates Cove. That's a new, under new management. And they now have a website and mm -hmm. you can order online. You're going to have a website and you can order online and have curbside pickup. Like th this is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, it's 2022. Nobody likes to talk to, talk to people anymore. So it's true. Except for me and Mike. Right, exactly. Mike, you guys are, are outliers, yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think that describes us, right? Outliers? Yeah, something like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what else? You know, what um, what is your favorite coffee? Uh, I can't think of the name of the coffee where, you know, like the, 
uh, what is it, the animal that eats the beans and then through the digestion process, they ferment. And like it's supposed to be like it's an expensive coffee. Like it's a big, big deal on that coffee. I can't think what the name of it well, is. Well, I feel like uh, if it was described to me like that, I wouldn't be picking it though. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Okay. Well, so our coffee beans are actually coming from Upper Sandusky in Wyandotte County by a man named Steve Jackson. He owns Beka House there and he roasts his own beans. So our espresso beans will come directly from him. All right. So it is called. <laughs> Cape Luwak, it's a coffee made from coffee cherries that have been eaten, digested, and defecated by the Asian palm civet, a small mammal that looks like the cross between a cat and a raccoon, and the beans are then cleaned, cleaned, and processed, Um, and apparently it has a taste that makes it the most expensive coffee. I don't understand. <laughs> like, so, why? Why? That's not going to be you, one of your choices. Right, no, why, no, we somebody, will not you be. You know somebody once thought, hey, I, th- I bet we could brew that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first person that probably picked a ear of corn was like, wait a minute. We can boil that in a cooler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, dark coffee. Favorite dark coffee. As in, like, my like coffee drink. Roast. Yeah. Um, a, hot, a hot coffee, since you know it's nice and, and getting cool. Absolutely, iced well, coffees aren't all that uh, the fad now. You know, in the <laughs> fall. So, I mean, I, the coffee that we're using it's a three bean blend, and then um, my favorite drink is a white raspberry latte. So, it it's a well blended um, because I know he uses um, the the arabica beans and the Guatemalan beans together to get and the Costa Rican. So it's all like a mixture and it, it makes it for a very rich taste. So that's, that's my favorite right now. Not to, you know, um, I can't think of the word, but since it's, you know, the Cardington cafe coffee and that's my favorite. So we don't tend to go anywhere else anymore. All right. So will you guys be doing any specials or deals or everything is priced because that is the lowest price, the best price. Um, there are definitely deals and specials in our per, in our future. The, um, I do know that there will be a teacher discount and a veterans di- discount on our menu just because, you know, we can't function as a society without those very amazing groups. So, But um, we also have a deal where if you buy purchase one of our tumblers, you'll get a dollar off every cup of coffee that you buy with when you bring your tumbler in. So. Nice. So, uh, so it'll be a refillable tumbler. Yes. I say the wonderful Cardington Cafe yep, on it with our fancy with the, logo. The fancy logo. I was. I just noticed the logo there. It looks like a, a cabin, maybe. Yep. It's the log cabin of the founder for Cardington, and uh, has a coffee cup in front of it. So nice. Look at that. Bringing history into their logo. Oh, absolutely. Well, certainly, I love it. <laughs> well, and um, if listeners want to follow our Facebook page, we're actually getting ready to do our grand opening raffle. So. And it's just Cardington Cafe on Facebook. And uh, we will add Cardington Cafe to our Facebook page so that you all can find it out there. All f- both of you listening, I guess. Not just all of you. Just those two people who <laughs> listen to this podcast. No. Um, so, well, congrats. Thank you. Welcome to the business world. Thank you. Uh, it's been... In Morrow County, because it's different. It Morrow is. County. It really is, but... Uh, this was actually 
less scary than teaching this year. So, oh, so you were a teacher? Yes, for twelve years. Oh, okay. What what subject? Uh, second grade, elementary. So all of them. Oh my. <laughs> I have a first grader. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. Whoa. Well, I have two behind him oh. <laughs> that aren't in school yet. Oh, geez. Wow. What a guy. Man. Second grade teacher. <laughs> I'm not worthy over here. So, um, all right. So we're going to wrap up this section here. Is there anything else you want us to know about the cafe? So the tentative opening date is October 15th. Um, we're going to have a grand opening that just determines if we can get the, our certification for um, occupancy. So uh, keep a lookout on the Facebook page for any updates on that. All right. Well, Mike, any last uh, last minute questions or anything for him? I think we very well covered it, and I will probably be one of your first uh, uh, customers down there sounds great <laughs> he's he's actually going to get a camper or a tent and camp out right at the front of your uh, i i i, I want to put an order for lasagna right now so oh, okay okay <laughs> i'll oh, add that on there that lasagna sounds good i've been well, i've been wanting a good piece of lasagna good piece of lasagna you can't you can't find it close to home or you can now you there can you go now. we'll see <laughs> And, and the meatloaf. Yes. So Lynn's meatloaf was just. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And it's actually a well-blended recipe between hers and um, a consultant that I've been working with. So it'll it'll be the same flavor, but just a notch above. So. Ooh. Ooh. Did yeah. you hear that? I heard that. I heard All that. All right. I'm going to have to I'll have to try that. So. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. And uh, stick around with us if you'd like. So, Absolutely. Uh, we can, I'm sure you might have a couple terrible jokes. Oh, yeah. I've been, but it'll still be better than Mike's. So. <laughs> They've been reeling in my head. So, All right. Well, this is the part of the show where we ask everyone to please keep their hands and arms inside of the ride till it comes to complete stop. Thank you for traveling on Marwology Podcast. <laughs> Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mike, is this part uh, Part three three. of three? Well, it might be part three of four. Oh, man, you're killing me. Okay. (laughs) But I find it a a very cool subject talking about the ice house. Jeez. There's two. (laughs) That's two. So we started out talking about how people used to have to go out into the rivers or ponds and cut the ice in the winter and store it in the sawdust so they would have ice to preserve their their food in the summertime. And last week we gotten up to the point where the first um, uh, ice plant was built in Mount Gilead, and then he also uh, built one in Cardington. And the one in Cardington was uh, blown down by the tornado and needed one, by the way. So, let's finish with this story. Um, our friend Stan Sipe has put this all together, a lot of research. and Thank you, Stan. Yes, Stan, thank you. You the man, Stan. Okay. <laughs> so, with around-the-clock electrical service here to stay, downtown grocers began installing coolers to keep foodstuffs, uh, foodstuffs fresher longer. No longer did they have to dis- discard certain items after a short time due to spoilage. Drugstore and restaurant owners installed electric soda fountains. Containers of milk can now be purchased cold by consumers. The first electric refrigerators began being manufactured by the late 1920s. 
Those first units in today's dollars cost over $7,000. And Morrow County ads for electric free, uh, refrigerators began appearing around 1929. A few years later, ice cube compartments began being built into these appliances. As the rural electrification of Morrow County did not begin until 1938, those in the unincorporated areas still relied on Millard, uh, the owner of these ice plants, for their ice needs. His half-dozen delivery trucks were on the road seven days per week. Creighton Millard faced his first real competition in 1932 when a Marion ice concern began wooing Mount Gilead residents to switch providers. According to the July 21, 1932 issue of the Morrow County Sentinel, Mount Gilead is now in the midst of an ice war. This caused Millard to lower his prices. He then installed a 70-horsepower diesel engine to power his ice-making equipment and increase his daily output. An electric crane was erected to move the 300-pound cakes of ice. During the 30s, the movie house in Mount Gilead, now this will interest you. Yes. The movie house in Mount Gilead advertised that it is, oh, I can't talk. <laughs> the movie house in Mount Gilead advertised that it had air that was ice-cold for the comfort of its patrons. After large blocks of ice were placed in the building, the manager positioned fa- fl- fans, boy. Flaming fans. <laughs> yes. Positioned fans to blow air across them in order to lower the summertime temperature inside the theater. I, I presume that the Capitol Theater has improved on that system since then. Barely, but yes. <laughs> okay. In 1933, the Crystal Ice Plant began selling beer. During the Morrow County Fair, Millard placed a newspaper ad inviting attendees to drink ice-cold beer with their picnic dinners and to enjoy the fair with a healthful, refreshing beverage. Two months later, prohibition was repealed. Early automated ice-making was noisy and smelly. The equipment was loud and ammonia was used in the refrigeration process. Although it couldn't happen today due to zoning restrictions, the Crystal Ice Plant in 1915 was built in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Uh, neighborhood. That was right down here on South Street. Yes. 20 years later, some residents in the area of the plant petitioned Village Council for, it, for action regarding its noise and fumes. An investigation was made by the mayor and councilman and satisfied that Millard had made satisfactory improvements to reduce the noise and fumes took no action. Local demand for refrigerator freezers had increased dramatically by the late 1930s, so much so that C.C. Millard took a bold step one spring. He bought two railroad carloads of these appliances, a total of 175. He unloaded every one of them within a short time. I think we will stop there, and we will make this a four-parter. There's so much information on, on the ice plants that were in Mount Gilead and Cardington that uh, uh, we'll, we'll continue this. Again, I, I think it's a really cool subject. <laughs> All right. So um, on September 26, 1960, Mike, were you, bo- you were born then, right? Actually, it was one month after I was born. Okay, so you do <laughs> not remember this then. No, I don't. Uh, Kennedy and Nixon squared off in the first televised presidential debates. On this date in 1960. Uh, that would be September 26th. And then also wanted to share a couple other cool things that I found. Um, 
Where'd it go? West Side Story, one of my favorite musicals, opened on Broadway on this date in 1957. Um, we did that musical in high school. Pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the famous frontiersman. Davy Crockett? Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone, okay. <laughs> Died in Missouri in 1820 on this date. Okay. T.S. Eliot is born in St. Louis on um, this date in 1888. And then the Brady Bunch premieres on September 26, 1969. And do you know what else they were famous for? The Brady Bunch? It, yeah, I think it was the, maybe. Oh, yeah. We talked about this the other night over at the movie theater. Um, they were the first TV show to show what? Oh, oh, I know. The Mike and Carol in the same bed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you come in now, one of the questions on the uh, big screen um, was what TV show was the first to um, show a flesh? Was it a flushing toilet? Was that the question I asked? Was it a TV show or a movie? Because I know the movie. Well, the f- it was a movie. Okay. It was a movie that I asked. I can tell you the, the first TV, TV show, show was different than the movie. Mm-hmm. What was okay. the TV show? It's actually Leave It to Beaver, but they only showed the tank because yeah. the, uh, didn't Beaver have an alligator or baby alligator? Yes. Okay, and he needs some place to keep it, but that was the closest thing to a toilet you could show on. So a flushing toilet. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Sanford and Son, I believe, was the first one that actually... No. Um, oh, what's the one with Meathead? Oh. All in the family. All in the family. Uh, yeah. But they didn't show. They just heard. You, you just heard, heard the flush. Hear the yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, mistrial declared in the Phil Spector murder case in 2007. And then this one in, is interesting. You are a radio connoisseur, Mr. Mike. You like okay. you like radios. Yes. So here's a little tidbit for you. On this date in 1928, a, co- a company called Galvin Manufacturing Company. Or corporation, sorry. They um, they introduced the world to Motorola radios. They were the first company to mass produce commercial car radios. Okay, hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, now you do. So that was this day in history. All right, hang on, and let's 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 go back. <laughs> Warning, warning, warning. Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning, warning, warning. All right. I had to give the warning because... Did I hear a sigh in that? Yes, you did. (laughs) Why? Because I'm already behind because you're two puns in. (laughs) Well, you know, I was going to start off by telling you guys a joke about time travel, but but you guys didn't like it. <laughs> oh, the look I just got. I was going to let the cricket speak. All right. So we're going to let our guest give the first one here. Can, well, I gave the first one. We can let well, the, the, second one, the next one. Right, the second one. I wouldn't even call that a pun, but anyway. Well, since it is now fall, uh, here's one for you. Why did the scarecrow win a Nobel Peace Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> Let me write that down. 
That was better than anything Mike has put out, that's for sure. Well. <laughs> well, sir, I do declare. All right, go ahead. Who? What do you, what do you got? Who? You got what? anything me? else? Either me, one me, of me, you? Me, 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 me. Well, I was going to tell you about this uh, job I was working out for a while. I was working in a company that made uh, bicycle wheels. I was a spokesperson. Sorry, my fat finger touched it twice. <laughs> I knew a woman who owned a taser. Man, was she stunning. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> that, was, that was my phone. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, some, I had to check to make sure I didn't accidentally call somebody. Oh. Hey, did you hear about the new shovel? It's groundbreaking. Well, I went to McDonald's the other day, and I, and I ate a kid's meal. And it was... Really something his mother got upset with me. That one was funny. I like that one. <laughs> and I got to tell you this one about, about a chemist, okay? This chemist walks into a shop to find a man leaning against the wall. And I think this is British, so if that might not understand uh, better. Um, what's wrong with him, he asked his assistant. He came in for some cough syrup, the assistant explained, but I couldn't find any, so I sold him a bottle of laxative instead. What, the chemist says, horrified? You can't treat a cough with laxatives. Of course you can, the assistant declares. Look at him. He's far too scared to cough. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. I got choked up on that one. (laughs) And, and on that same subject, don't take a laxative and a sleeping pill at the same time. Oh, gosh, no. Please don't. If you do, never mind. I, I, right. I, Mattress I, protector. <laughs> I uh, put an ad the other day into the um, Shopper's Compass. Uh, it, it reads, yo-yo collection for sale, no strings attached. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have another one? Please, oh, did you please, guys know? Please stop this madness. <laughs> We might as well just keep going. Uh, did you guys know you couldn't tell secrets in a cornfield? Just has ears? They're all ears. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, another thing with that is they're all stalking you. Yes. Hey, guys, there were two antennas that got married last Saturday, and the reception was fantastic. <laughs> when you control it, <laughs> you give yourself three of you. <laughs> Well, I heard that Abba and, El- and uh, Elvis Costello will be touring together. It's the Abba and Costello concert. I wonder who's on first. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look, guys, no matter how much you push an envelope, it will be stationary. Well, I can lick that. They just get worse. <laughs> there you go. Oh, are we about done with the madness? Yeah. All right. So I think. I mean, those ears out there can only take so much. Geez. Even in the cornfield. Um. There. Oh, this is a good website I found. I'll save some more of those. Um. Until next time, folks. Be nice. Be kind. Visit the Cardington Cafe. Be looking for their website or their Facebook page to announce when they're open. Uh. As early as October fifteenth. As long as the state, <clears throat> Mr. DeWine, let's get some things together here. Let's uh, get this uh, permit going here so we can get some coffee on the way to work. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming in to uh, talk about uh, the Cardington Cafe. I'm excited. Mike's excited. 
I'm excited. You're Thank- excited. We're yes. all excited. Um, Mike, hmm. thanks for coming in today. Well, I want to ask you about, did you know that uh, 50 Cent has a half-brother? His name is Quarter. <laughs> Not to change the subject. Well, if they went to a concert, it'd be Nickelback. All right, guys, <laughs> have a good week. We'll see you next time.